Welcome to the May 15th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and talk about the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. Bitcoin is currently near $7,950, and for the past three days since Monday morning, Bitcoin has been kind of range bound, so we had that big rally up to the $8,000 level, and since then we've been trading in a range between support at $7,600 and the resistance level and high for 2019 of $8,300. Looking at the Bitstamp order book dev chart, there seems to be very strong support right now at $7,900 and the resistance is much weaker than the support. So perhaps Bitcoin could make a move upwards today. But the whole story is not just Bitcoin today. So Bitcoin's dominance percentage was pretty much skyrocketing during the rally up to $8,000, it went up as high as 60.5%, and that's the Bitcoin market cap divided by the total crypto market cap. So when Bitcoin dominance increases, that means altcoins in general on average are declining relative to Bitcoin. Well, now the Bitcoin dominance percentage is dropping from that 60.5% high a day or two ago. So right now the Bitcoin dominance percentage is at 57.7%, so it's down about 2.8%, and it seems to be dropping throughout the morning. So right now altcoins are gaining relative to Bitcoin. So even though Bitcoin's below its high for 2019 of $8,300, it's about $300 below that, the crypto market's looking healthier now than it was back when Bitcoin was 8300 For example, Ethereum is up 11.3% in the past 24 hours. It's now at $231.24.5 billion market cap. In comparison to Bitcoin, Bitcoin's at $141 billion market cap. So Ethereum has gone up a lot. Remember during the bear market lows, Ethereum was around $80, so now it's way above that. In fact, it's gone up about 200% since the bear market low at this point. Ripple is up 5% in the past 24 hours, but that doesn't say the whole story. Ripple went up a lot yesterday. It went up like 20% yesterday. Ripple was generally trading around $0.30 cents previously, and I believe it was at $0.32.5 cents before the rally yesterday. Now it's at $0.42, cents, so it's up $0.10 cents in about a day. Uh, the Ripple market cap XRP is at $17.8 billion. Bitcoin Cash is down 4.5% this morning at $374. And Bitcoin Cash rallied a lot about two days ago. But it seems like it has this trend where Bitcoin Cash can rally a lot when the market's looking good, especially when Bitcoin's rallying. But then on the in-between days when Bitcoin's going kind of steady, Bitcoin Cash tends to lose those gains. So that's exactly what's happening this morning. Bitcoin Cash is going down more than the other cryptos. It kind of has a more pump and dump feel in the Bitcoin Cash market, even though it's up a lot long-term since the bear market low. In fact, Bitcoin Cash was, I believe, as low as $100, maybe even slightly lower than that. Now it's $373. And that's the trend for the whole crypto market for the major cryptos. Everything's up a lot since that bear market low in December. Litecoin is at $93. It's approaching that $100 level. EOS is up 4.1% this morning. It has broken the $6 now. So EOS is doing really well. Binance Coin is going up the most this morning out of any crypto. It's up 13.2%. It's near $27, approaching $4 billion market cap. So the reason Binance Coin is rallying so much is Binance has finished their system upgrade and they have reopened deposits. So trading was live during the whole time after their hack. So Binance got hacked 7,000 Bitcoins, but they handled it really well. They actually uh, take 10% of the trading fees all the time out into their SAFU SAFU fund. And so when the 7,000 Bitcoins were stolen, they actually had money to cover it. So no one lost any money on Binance and trading remained open, but they closed deposits and withdrawals. But now deposits are open, but withdrawals are not yet open. But there's expected to be an announcement sometime 
this morning, maybe in the early afternoon, that withdrawals are open again too. So this is why Binance Coin is pumping this morning, and perhaps it'll go up even more once they open those withdrawals up. Stellar is up 7.4%. It's kind of following the lead of Ripple. Indeed, Stellar is the cryptocurrency that's most like Ripple. So Stellar's up a lot too, simultaneous with Ripple. Cardano's up almost 10% this morning. Tron is up 11.6%. So as you can see, there's a lot of cryptos that are up over 10% this morning. That's pretty bullish for the altcoin market. And that's what I was trying to say. Even though Bitcoin's below its high for 2019, it seems like the crypto market's even healthier now than it was a few days ago when Bitcoin hit that high. Because now we're seeing the altcoins come into play and start to rally. Monero's up 5.5%. It's near $88. Not that long ago, it was actually $60 or so. In general, Monero's been doing very well, even during slow times in the crypto market, because Monero's pretty much the number one stealth cryptocurrency, and that's something that's highly needed in the crypto space, a truly anonymous and stealth crypto. So Monero's actually been rising relative to Bitcoin most of the time over the past few months. Dash is up 2.8% this morning. It's near $145. And not that long ago, it was near $100, maybe $110. So Dash is up a lot too. Dash is also very stealth. It's the number one masternode crypto. IOTA is up almost 10% this morning and trading near 40 cents, up from 30 cents maybe a few days ago. Bitcoin SV is up 4.3% at $62. Tezos is up 21%. So I guess Tezos is beating Binance Coin. So Tezos is the number one major crypto for profitability this morning. It seems like that Tezos rally has restarted. So Tezos is the number one proof of stake crypto because Binance and Coinbase said they're going to launch staking services for Tezos where people can hold Tezos in the wallet on Coinbase or Binance and it'll stake for them instead of having to run the node on the computer. So yeah, Tezos is at a new high of $1.67. Cosmos is recovering a little. It's up 7% near $4.19. And then Dogecoin. Dogecoin is up 7.1%. It's above three-tenths of one cent. Again, $370 million market cap. So overall, the alternative cryptocurrency market is doing well. And it seems like the crypto market's healthier now than it was a couple days ago. And the total crypto market cap has risen to $245 billion. And that's actually the high for 2019. That's what it was at when Bitcoin hit 8300 And it went below that for a couple days. But now it's back to the high for 2019 because the crypto market, the alternative cryptocurrencies, I mean, is kind of leading the rally now. So we have all these altcoins gaining like over 10%. And that's driving the crypto market cap upwards to a new 2019 high at this exact moment. This is 145% above that bear market low. It certainly seems like the bottom is in as of December. I'm not sure the bear market is exactly over yet. This is a bull run. This can't be defined as anything but a bull run. But is the bear market really over or will it strike again? I'm going to wait until that CME Bitcoin futures expiration at the end of the month because CME Bitcoin futures expiration seem to have a big correlation to pivot points in the market. Like oftentimes at an expiration, the market will start going up. That's exactly what happened at the end of March. And oftentimes it goes down at the CME expiration, it goes down all month. So I want to see Bitcoin and the crypto market rise after this next CME Bitcoin futures expiration at the end of this month in May. And if it rises and it's rising like a week after that, then I would be ready to declare that the bear market is over. Moving on to the first story of the day. So IOTA has been teaming up with corporations in recent times. The most recent example is Jaguar, the car company. IOTA teamed up with Jaguar to basically reward customers with IOTA tokens in exchange for sharing data with Jaguar in order to better understand the car's efficiency and stuff. So now their IOTA has teamed up with a fashion company, Avery Dennison, and 
they're gonna be tracking the luxury label ALYX and basically customers will be able to see where their clothes came from and they'll be able to see the entire clothing process there'll be like a QR code on the tag I guess and they could scan it and they'll be able to see exactly where their clothes came from how it was made and it'll prove that the garment is 100% accurate and can be trusted so this is an example of blockchain being used for supply chain and iota is very strong for the internet of things which is like when you connect your microwave to your fridge to your tv to your computer to your phone connect everything that's the internet of things and then also it's really good for a uh, supply chain too basically iota is the number one directed to cyclic graph coin and that means you don't have to download the whole blockchain in order to store data or send a transaction you just need to reference like two recent transactions and then you can store your transaction in the blockchain so that's really good for scientific data storage and the internet of things and supply chain so iota seems like a really fundamentally good cryptocurrency because now it's teaming up with company after company and building up its use base so i think iota has a bright future and directed acyclic graph is definitely an important type of crypto and iota is by far the number one moving on to the next story Perhaps the biggest story of the day besides Binance reopening for deposits and withdrawals is that Cryptopia is done for. So Cryptopia has been an exchange that's been around since the fairly early days. Cryptopia is known for the trading of small cap to medium cap cryptos. In fact, a lot of the smaller cryptocurrencies depend on Cryptopia because it has an active community and like a small crypto could be listed there and gain some value and some trading volume. So there's plenty of small cryptos that are going to get kind of wrecked from Cryptopia closing down. Just to recap what's happened with Cryptopia, basically they got hacked a few months ago for $16 million and they're not like Binance. They did not have an insurance fund. So they debited customers accounts of the amount of coins proportionally that was hacked from each account. And the customers received a Cryptopia sort of token in exchange that represents how much they lost and Cryptopia said they were going to pay them back through this token pretty much somehow. However, Cryptopia obviously lost user base and liquidity and volume because a lot of people got scared from Cryptopia because they lost a fraction of their coins. A significant percentage of their coins was lost and then they probably didn't want to use Cryptopia anymore. I'm just speculating, but that's probably true. And then also Cryptopia was having banking problems ever since they reopened, so their exchange hasn't been working that well. And they would need to do some really hardcore profitable business in order to regain that $16 million. They're not exactly a huge exchange here. They are well known. They're important for the small cap cryptos. But if they're going to lose a lot of their user base and have banking problems, they're probably not going to be able to be profitable. The one shady thing about what's happened with Cryptopia is that they announced yesterday that they were in maintenance and basically closed down the site, which would say we're in maintenance. So no one was given any warning that they were about to close down like this. The fairest thing, obviously, would be to refund customers of their balance and give them like, hey, you have a day or you have a week or you have a month in order to withdraw anything. We're closing down because we're not profitable. Instead, they went into maintenance without any warning. And then without any warning, they said, we're being liquidated. They hired Grant Thornton, which is like a liquidation firm, in order to handle the liquidation process. And they said it's going to take months months rather than weeks for anyone to get their money back from Cryptopia. So that's not the fair way of doing things. And I'm just going to speculate here. I have no proof for this right now, but I'm sure there's going to be some blockchain forensics going on that will cast some more light on the situation. But perhaps Cryptopia was running on a fractional reserve. So technically they reopened and they said, hey, the balances that are there, that's what we have. And then, like, yeah, you got a Cryptopia token for the balance that we don't have. Well... 
perhaps they were also running on a fractional reserve, and if that's the case, that would explain what's happening here. Besides losing their good bank connections and losing some user base, if they were running on a fractional reserve and didn't have all the Bitcoins and Ethereum they needed to run, then price rise from the crypto rally would cause the fractional reserve system to fail. So we've seen this in the past. In fact, Mt. Gox collapsed when Bitcoin started to rally back then. And then Mt. Gox precipitated the bear market. Like the rally kind of ended when Mt. Gox started having serious problems. I think it's too much of a coincidence that Bitcoin is rallying now by a lot and so is Ethereum. It's rallying a lot. And then Cryptopia closes down. That would indicate to me there is possibly a fractional reserve at Cryptopia. So even if the users withdrew all their balances, they would not be able to withdraw them really. So maybe that's what happened. I'm not exactly sure yet. And once again, this is speculation. But the final point of the story is Cryptopia is gone. It never will exist again. And there's a lot of customers that were using Cryptopia that are having serious problems. I saw on Twitter, there's like a thousand comments already on their post on Twitter. So yeah, there's a lot of customers really angry at this that they got no warning and now they can't access their coins at all. They basically lost them. We know how long it's taken Mt. Gox to refund the coins. They haven't even refunded any coins yet, even though... They have 200,000 Bitcoin sitting there in Mt. Gox that they found. Cryptopia, who knows how long it's going to take for the rehabilitation process there. Moving on to the next story. A crypto hedge fund based in Canada called NextBlock has been fined by the Securities and Exchange Commission of the United States for $25,000 because they were offering investments to United States investors without any sort of licensing or registration. Additionally, the Ontario Securities Commission has fined NextBlock about 520,000 US dollars. The fine wasn't Canadian dollars and it was 700,000 Canadian dollars, so like half a million US dollars there, plus a $25,000 fine from the United States. And what happened with NextBlock is they raised $20 million Canadian, which is like 16 million US dollars in 2017, not that long ago. And then $2.4 million of that was from US investors, and then they invested it into digital assets. We basically have a crypto hedge fund here that's doing some day trading and making a portfolio. Pretty uh, benign stuff, but they didn't do their registration. There are plenty of crypto hedge funds. Registration is possible. There's plenty of crypto hedge funds that are registered, so there's no excuse here really for not registering. Well, they didn't do it and now they're closing down. They have agreed to liquidate all of their holdings and pay back their investors. And the investors are actually probably in the profit now depending on when they invested actually so if they invested in like late 2017 or early 2018 they probably lost but anyone that invested in recent months probably has made some money anyways but yeah next block is closing down just another crypto company that's been hit hard by the sec moving on to the next story so there's this interesting new website it's called cryptonamegenerator.com and on the website, it says bullshit crypto project name generator pushed a button to generate hilarious crypto project names. So we've seen in the blockchain and crypto space, like literally there's a project for every type of thing, even if it's not needed. Like they're kind of applying blockchain and crypto to things that where it's not needed at all, like centralized apps like Facebook and Telegram and stuff like they work fine, for example. And then we're seeing crypto projects do the same thing and they're not really competitive. And that's what the ICO craze in 2017 and early 2018 was about. Well, so I'm going to generate some right now and see what happens. So it generated the ultimate cryptocurrency to disrupt the banking system in the Marshall Islands. I'll do it again. The first online 3D shoe fitting service in the world. The world's first decentralized bike lending platform for surfers. The ultimate cryptocurrency to disrupt the banking system in Gambia. 
the only working global crypto card for bloggers. The next Uber on the blockchain, disrupting the ride-hailing services. Cryptocurrency for the digital world. Revolutionizing peer-to-peer payment between stay-at-home moms in San Marino. Integrated app monetization ecosystem for the food processing industry based on blockchain technology. So this is really hilarious because there's a lot of projects just like this. And I guess someone could go to this website, CryptoNameGenerator.com. Like if they want to launch an ICO, just keep hitting generate until they find one they want to do. It's like, it's extremely real, realistic and that's what makes it hilarious. Like it's literally just a robot throwing words together that are commonly used in the blockchain space and... It's actually kind of creating projects that would be real. Like, people would probably invest money into any of these projects, believe it or not. So, yeah, that's all I have for you today on the May 15th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. Also, join that Crypto.IQ trading desk. They've made over 314% profit since July, and in recent weeks, they've been making some mad money over there. If you join the Crypto.IQ trading desk, you can see their trades in real time, and there's a full trade analysis with each trade. Just by reading that, you could become an expert cryptocurrency trader, and it gets even better. You can ask the Crypto.IQ traders questions in real time, and these are experts that have been trading for years and years, and they're the top experts for crypto trading in the field. You can ask them questions in real time, and they'll answer your questions pretty quickly. So joining the Crypto.IQ trading desk is the best way to become an expert and profitable cryptocurrency trader. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I remain in space. Peace.